Hello creepers, fellow creep lovers, unexplained organ fans. We're back. This is Kim and Christine. Hi How Kim. Are you, Christine? I'm doing good. Hey. Yeah, I'm so glad to be back. We have a very uh, another missing person case that we've been discussing. There's a lot of information out there uh, already, so we're gonna go ahead and briefly discuss the case today uh, on Fauna Frey. Before we do that, we just want to say hello and do a little bit of housekeeping. How'd your Thanksgiving go? Did you get through it? Yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Um, we're kind of back into lockdown slash not quite lockdown, kind of like quarantine. And so yeah. it, it's definitely changed like the feeling of the holidays or even just this time of year. It seems so strange. I personally feel like I've been in quarantine since March. Like, I've been really trying to lay low, but uh, it's hard. It's hard for people. We had a very quiet Thanksgiving. It was just uh, the four of us and my parents and my mom and I. We didn't even do mashed potatoes. We were, we were like, let's do this as streamlined and easy as possible. So, uh yeah, the mashed potato thing did not go over well with oh, anybody. Your the family way. missed they, the mashed potatoes. Oh, they were like, where the hell is the mashed potatoes? Yeah. Like, we have the cheesy potatoes. Like, she does this casserole hash brown potato Have you had, with the cornflakes on top. I yes. Mean, yeah, yes. Yum. I have to have those. Okay. Uh, because they're wonderful. They're way better when you heat them back up the next day as well. Oh, so yeah, they're we, so good. Oh, I love it. So we did that, but we didn't do mashed potatoes, and everybody freaked their lid and whatever. I did the whole – we didn't have, like, our family get-together. We, we kept – uh, it limited to a total of six people. We did a really good job. That was Which hard. Is so weird for you, I bet, because you have a lot of Dave's family down there, and every year you guys all get together, right? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of that time. It's it's our holiday where we host, and so we like to decorate mm. the table. And I still made all of my side dishes. I couldn't not do it. Um, but it, it didn't feel as, like, stressful. It was more, like, my choice to do it. And it always is. But, like, I wasn't stressed out this year. It felt less really good. Less pressure with less people, Yeah, maybe. exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Well, we got through it. And we're going to get through December. I actually cleaned my house yesterday and put up the Christmas tree. The good fake job. Christmas tree. Yes. And, uh kind of tried to get some lights going on in the house and and get the spirit out. it helped it did help a little you know that's funny so. we did the same thing we put up our tree which is from our front yard so last year we bought a a real live tree had it I in remember. the house yeah and then we moved it out to the front yard planted it in a pot kind of in a hole I, I'm not gonna say I planted it Dave did this um, okay, did you dig the hole and then put the planter inside yeah, Dave the did. hole? I, I, I watched from afar and drank coffee, but he like dug a hole and put the whole pot in the ground for this last year. And to so, keep it uh, from growing 
a certain like faster or why would you No, keep it... just so we could pull it back up and use it this year gotcha so our plan okay. was to use it at least we figured it, i think we figured it cost about 150 dollars. so that would be the price of two fresh trees that you're gonna just throw away mm-hmm. or you know recycle or um use for firewood or whatever, have the Boy Scouts come and pick up whatever they everybody does with their old trees. So we thought we'll just, uh, we'll reuse it and put it in our yard. And so we got this year, we got, pulled it out yesterday. We had to use a dolly to get oh it back God. in the house. Yeah, and were you rethinking your uh, tree choice? It was really nice because we didn't have to like go to a lot and we didn't, you know, we weren't and doing it's all. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's... it's been in our yard, but I'm pretty sure we brought in like a bunch of spiders and some, oh, a lot shoot. of leaves. Um, and so, and then there, you know, Dave was struggling to get it in the house and that's always fun. And, but anyway, it's in, it's decorated and we're kind of on the same page. We did the same thing yesterday. We um, kind of tried to lift our spirits a little bit with decorating. But yeah, it's I just... felt like that I needed to clean before that happened though. So yeah. that was because I can't bring all the, I had had the boxes down, but I'm not putting all this stuff out until I actually deep clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll just, yeah, not be good. So it, it's out. It's out. The, it's the Christmas happening. Music we is can't on. stop it. Christmas is happening. It's happening. And I'm actually uh, looking forward to spending some time with my daughter. She's going to be back from college, her second year of college soon. And so it, it'll be good. It'll be good to just, you know, regroup as a family before the new year and, uh, you know, be think, continue to be thankful for our health. Yeah. And it's just, it's And being mindful crazy. of keeping ourselves, our family, and the people around us safe, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this. But um, it is strange. And I know, Kim, you and I have been talking about, um, you know, the month of December and, like, what we wanted to do. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I know we had kind of talked a little bit about having, like, a an episode on like scary things that have happened in the month of December. <laughs> we talked about doing like movies that we watch in December. Disturbing um, murders that happen on Christmas Day, We man. just decided. <laughs> and I looked at other people's podcasts and people are doing that. So I'm kind of glad we decided not to do that. Yeah, I just, I, I think... You know, we do have some very exciting stories coming yeah. up for season two. We have some great things lined up. With that being said, there are some disturbing subjects that are going to take a lot of time and energy from us. And um, I think I personally learned that with our Highway 20 episodes. Yeah. I got sucked into like this dead skull thing that was keeping me up at night so um, I think when we when we both went back to discuss our creepy Christmas uh, episode, we were both like, eh, let's not. Let's, let's not, not taint the Christmas <laughs> yeah. holidays with right. let's creepy keep it, stuff. Let's keep it like, good. We already spent, you know, the the first, you know, all of our first episodes talking about some pretty, like, disturbing things, which we love to talk about, but we were kind of thinking, let's not pair it with the month of December. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe we could take one one month off, but um, right. yeah, there's we have some good things um, on our list that we're going to research and cover. Um, and I know Kim, we were talking about just kind of the impact of of some of this research. 
Yes, and taking care of yourself while doing it. Like I said, I mean, I was reading this stuff and we just get online and read about it, you know, and watch these documentaries that we talk about and get sucked into the music. And uh, it's, it's really easy to just find yourself in this rabbit hole of, you know, serial killer, what have you. And also kind of feeling like we were on to something like we need to keep going with this serial ki- serial killer thing and of highway 20 like like oh i think we're still solve on to something, something i think yeah. there were you know and you and i talked about that this theme that we've kind of come upon that we weren't really planning on coming upon which is the violence against women theme that especially yes. has stood out to us kind of brought to us by I don't know, the universe or something like how, you know, how have these things continued to, to be, you know, a theme yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, but also like, you know, in the seventies and eighties and just kind of this, this time period where, um, you know, these perpetrators were getting away with a lot during this time and I think that there is more that we have to discover and we're going to keep working on it there sure is and uh we've talked about it a lot just you know ourselves together about how disturbing it is um you know the victims in the cases and uh I still think about Marlene I mean Marlene and that picture that you posted just gets Mm me every time and um So we definitely want to do justice to the victims and it does take time. It does, it does take time to research these things because we want to do it well for you. Uh, So we're going to, we're going to continue to do some really heavy research for our season two. I'm excited about it, but um, if you could just tell your friends and go to our social media outlets that we have lined up, it would be wonderful I think, Christine, you said we're gaining listeners every week, which is insane. And it's also kind of scary. I mean, you and I put this out there just for fun. We're not doing this for a living. We're not doing this for an occupation. We're doing this because we want to get together as best friends and talk about these things. So one aspect uh, that I know I'm lacking in is Instagram and social media. We do have our unexplained or Instagram, our Facebook page, our Gmail account. So our uh, Facebook is unexplained Oregon and our Gmail is unexplained Oregon at gmail.com. Yes. And we, so, what's cool about it is we do a pretty good job of just updating the photos. I tr- try to update things um, and keep the, the photos relevant to what our topics are that week. And there's some pretty I good mean, stuff on there. Did that, that picture that you posted of Kay Turner's shoe mm-hmm. they found and her watch, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, the watch was like actually stopped at, I think, 920 something. <sighs> so, um, you know, Timex was kind of infamous at that time. Also, like in the 70s, everybody had a Timex. Everybody knew what those were. So um, it it's interesting. I feel so, so glad that we can sort of um, use like the photo documentation along with our podcast to kind of um, keep listeners in the loop 
Um, there is, that being said, Kim, there's always so much more information out there than what we are able to cover on yeah. our podcast. I, I, I don't think you and I even talk that for Ghost of Highway 20, the Oregonian actually has a PDF version of that. And there are mm. like de more details than what you and I could go over. Yeah, now. and I think we actually, I want to mention that I think that we might have um, been wrong on Marlene's age. Uh, I think I said she was younger than she what she was. So definitely, you know, that's great to know that there is a PDF of the whole thing we can go back and read. It's very interesting. I thought the Oregon, the Oregonian did a great job with amazing. that. And, um, again, like just acknowledging the impact on, on listening to it and reading about it and then talking about it, it does have an impact on us. And at no point, you know, there's also this thing that's come up too, Kim, that you and I haven't really talked about, but there's a, a line between being like voyeuristic about mm -hmm. other people's um, experiences and other people's trauma. And I, I want to be mindful that, that we're, you know, where are we walking that line in terms of like, or, you know, I think true crime has become entertainment in this country mm -hmm. and in the world. And it has been for a long time, probably forever. I mean, people used to, I don't know, be able to probably walk right up to crime scenes. I mean, how, um, how all of it has changed is, you know, is one thing, but I feel like I'm trying to be mindful of how we represent these cases yes. and making sure, you know, that some of it is, is fun. Like when we talk about Sasquatch or ghosts or whatever, mm -hmm. right. We, it is fun to kind of explore it and UFOs and, but when we're talking sure. about real people, um, and cases of loss. And I mean, it's, it, this is tough stuff. It is tough. And I just, you know, want to reiterate that we, we are not journalists. <laughs> We're not writers. This is not a scripted podcast. And if it was, we would probably, you know, have more information out there and we could really, you know, script it out and definitely watch our language better and, and, and produce a different podcast, but this is not what we set out to do. Uh, but with, I, I like what you just said. With that being said, we want to stay um, respectful mm -hmm. to those victims out there. And, um, you know, just because we, we find it creepy and want to discuss it, I mean, I do realize that that is disturbing to some people. But then again, I also feel like you know what we're about by now and you're not going to tune into our podcast, you know, without knowing that. I think that I think. this part podcast has, I think you and I have always had good intentions behind this. Mm -hmm. Our intention has never been to <clears throat> exploit any, um, any one or anything. And our intention has always been to give energy to these people and these cases and and if we can have some fun on the on the stuff that's a little more lighthearted, like ghosts and yes and uh, and those have always entered uh, the ghosts yeah. and the ufos yeah. that's always been something that we've been interested in yeah so you know with that being said tell a friend write a review we did receive a review regarding my trashy mouth <laughs> yes we did kim because <laughs> I have one too. So, you know, I mean, I, mean I, think... 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I at first when you read our review, that review, you do, I you want to get defensive, right? Because probably this person that took the time to count how many f bombs we actually have dropped and write this review probably doesn't know me. Doesn't know that. I do have a trash mouth. Like my my nickname in my house is the trucker. Like that's what mm-hmm. my husband calls me. And uh, it's something that I know comes out when I get passionate. I do feel like I have done a pretty good job of warning the listeners of when it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure that this review they might have heard our Highway 20 episode. And I did let everyone know that researching John Arthur Ackroyd was very difficult. And I just, like you said, it was very hard to call him by his name. So we chose, you know, a word that I probably would have not normally chosen in describing someone. So you and I have actually talked about that this whole subject a lot since we got this review because, look, we try to do a good job of marking each episode as explicit. Uh, we try to warn people that, yes, we do cuss. We've let you know that this is not a scripted podcast. If it is, if it was, then we could definitely edit out those words. But that's not what this is about. This is about Kim and Christine getting together and talking about these things and having a natural organic conversation. And sometimes you're going to hear our dogs in the background. You're yeah. going to hear our family members. You probably we, just heard Brian yeah. yelling, shut up. We are, we are just two people. We're moms. We work full time. And this has been about connecting with each other from the beginning. And we have accomplished that. We've given energy to these cases we we are so excited for anyone who listens but this is a natural conversation we have done some editing we are being mindful of the language that we use we're trying really hard um but it's a process i'm trying christine we are also not crime junkies if you guys right. saw our our setup, it's pretty um, pretty low key. It's definitely not a professional. <laughs> we are pretty. Um, we got a pretty janky setup here, and we are just people, probably a lot like you guys. And yeah, I just want to say, yeah, we're we're keep putting... it in mind. Yeah, keep it in mind that you know I. I did actually address it in that next episode, I believe, of Highway 20 on how I went back and listened. And trust me, when I, nine times out of 10, when I go back and listen to what we've put out there, I cringe because I'm like, ooh, is that okay? Ooh, is someone gonna really understand where I was coming from? And uh, yeah, so I definitely hear you, JKL5876. Thank you for writing your review. You mentioned that you might be back if we clean up our mouth. I don't know if you did come back. If you did, you would have heard that we did correct it a little bit with that next episode. I'm not going to promise that we will never drop the F-bomb again because, you know, I'm working on it, people. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, and and we've talked about how often I say, um, so it's... it's right. You know, right. when you're when you're actually recording something, it's a little bit different. And like you said, we, we get into the energy and like 
pick up on kind of like getting this information out there. And I think in some of these cases, we feel more energized than in others. And it requires some different language. It was just hard. John Arthur Ackroyd was hard. I know. I know it was, I, and I think on top of listening to Ghost of Highway 20 and then reading the research and looking at his picture, like I tell you, by the end of the couple weeks of research I did, I was in this weird, weird funk, you know? And yeah, by the time we taped, I probably really needed to vent about what an asshole I thought he was. So, yeah. Well, and so that, that brings me to the point that, you know, we are, um, aware of the impact of, of our podcast and, and the way that we talk and, and what, you know, we're putting out there. This is, some people would describe it as like, you know, not, I wouldn't say it's art, but it's a form of expression. And this is our form of expression. And when Mm -hmm. you put it out into the universe or when I do, or you do, and we choose to do this, we have to be open to feedback. And so, um, yeah, we've asked for it from the beginning too. And I'm grateful that people are giving it. And then we get to decide what we want to do with it. And the fact that we can sit and talk about it means that we are, um, healthy individuals. We're We're not, maybe at first our knee-jerk reaction was to be defensive, but the truth is, is that disturbed a listener and that listener went away. We've had that happen before and that's okay. (laughs) We are still doing what we want to do and that's the important thing. And we're keeping each other in check and, um, but um, we need to take care of ourselves. We need listeners to take care of themselves. If this stuff is intense, turn it off for a little bit, go for a walk. We're tra- taking doing that for ourselves as well. Kim and I, we've started like... We just started the December movement challenge. Check December to get up and walk, to get yes. up and do some squats. Yes. I think I fell over when I did those. I have a couple of coworkers and, and you that I have... Uh, I said, that's it. Let's start moving in December. Who's in? I think I, I threw it out there to like nine people and only three people bit. So I wonder I have, why. Yeah, there's God. four of us doing the December movement challenge. And really what that is, is that you start off your day with some stretching and it feel and some breathing and it feels so good. And then I'm trying to get up and, and do little mini walks and squats. Next week, we're going to do some arms. So oh. find some little weights and we're going to work on, work on some, you know, arm movements. And uh, hopefully everyone out there is finding ways to keep themselves sane and happy and healthy. And hopefully Unexplained Organ is one of them. You know, For you're sure. tuning in each week. You're... You're invested. You feel like we're your friends, and we are. So hopefully we have been a positive part of 2020 in this uncertain year. Uh, With that being said, I'm really excited to talk and hear about what you have to say about Fauna Frey because this is a case that has come up, and I don't know much about it. I have definitely heard the name. I know she's uh, missing down in Southern Oregon. Yeah. But there's some pretty creepy things going on here. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, the the person that we decided to talk about today um, 
is, and, and you and I were kind of debating about what to cover this week. Um, and for some reason, this just, you know, Fauna seemed like the right time. I have reached out to her family or to at least the, the Gmail address that was given out on their Facebook page, finding, I think it's finding Fauna Frey. Let me make sure um, I know that because I'm not going to put that out there if it's not correct. Um, and uh, I haven't heard anything back. I would love to like actually talk with some family members or friends uh, close to the case. But they are doing a really good job of um, updating everything on their Facebook page. There's a lot of information out there on this um, missing person. So... Um, I feel pretty, pretty good about what's already out there. Um, but I'd love to get like more details as well. But Fauna Frey, um, is a 45 year old female who actually lives outside of Eugene. Um, mm. she went missing at the end of June of this year, actually June 28th. Uh, 2020 was I think the last time anyone actually heard from her um, she had been going through a, a pretty rough time in her life um, with her family and um, she had lost her brother um, recently and actually had been the one that discovered him. Oh. And I know her and her dad and her brother, um, I believe were like all business partners and, um, work together. And she, she was the one that discovered her brother. And I want to say that happened in, um, in July or I'm sorry, in June. And, um, because she went missing the end of June? Yeah, she so, went missing okay. at the end of June. So um, she had visited with her dad. Um, the Facebook page has a, a really good timeline on, on the events. Um, and she had, she, she had some things to take to the dump, and she had some of her brother's items. And the plan was for her to um, visit some people in Southern Oregon, some of her brother's friends, to distribute his belongings to him. But I think what ended up happening was that she, uh, she took off and kind of nobody knew, I think, that she was going to leave. I think she just kind of left the area. Um, and she ends up going down to Grants Pass she checks into a Super 8 hotel, um, and she calls her dad. She sounded, the, the news reports say that she sounded pretty distressed over the phone. So her dad, John, has reported that. Um, and um, her dad encouraged her to find, like, a, a different place to stay. And I want to say that maybe it was because of, of where she was staying in Grants Pass. I'm not sure that staying okay. at a Super 8 there in Grants Pass was the best idea. So her dad recommended that she stay at uh, the Wiescu in Wiescu. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I should know because I've actually been there before and walked oh, around. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little inn on the Rogue <laughs> River. Um, and Fauna actually ends up making... Um, a reservation to stay the night there 
uh, but she doesn't ever actually check in. Um, oh. So the night that she talks to her dad is the last time anybody has actually heard from her. Um, she went to buy some camping things at some local stores. They have her credit card records on the Facebook page. There's a complete like outline of everything she did and everything she purchased right down to like the items of tuna and the two cans of beer. And like, it's listed really well. Like her, um, the people that are helping with this search are really very on top of it. Um, and I wanna say one of them is her like good friend. Um, and they've kind of come together to help her dad during this time too. Um, okay, so, she's so been, you said camping items. Was yeah, there she, like tents and sleeping bag and that type of It just of stuff? says camping related items. I do think she bought like a flashlight and a lantern and um, different hmm. things like that. Um, and she goes back to her hotel room after the purchases. Um, and then she leaves the next day. So they have footage. They've traced all the footage. She has her bags with her and other personal belongings when she's leaving. And that is literally the last time anyone um, saw her. There is footage of her, and maybe this was from a few days before of her like withdrawing some money from uh, an ATM. Um, hmm. So I, her family, reported her missing a few days later. Um, they've been doing, uh, set up a lot of search and rescue. There's on the Facebook page, like actual video of some of the search and rescue. Um, and so she, are they searching around the Wisco Inn or she never made it, she never made it to that next check-in point? She so. never made it there. They ended up charging her card. Um, mm. September 25th, they actually found her vehicle, um, and it was found near Dallas. Am I saying that correctly, Kim? Dallas, maybe? The Dallas? What? Is it the Dallas? No, Dallas. G-A-L-I-C-E. Excuse me, I didn't... Hmm. So, she, it was found, I believe the vehicle was locked, and they have a list of like all the items that were still found in the vehicle. Um, was her person there and all in her personal? The, the funny thing about her is that um, she did not have um, a cell phone. So <laughs> she was not like the regular carrier of a cell phone like we are, how we have our I iPhones. I envy her. What? <laughs> I envy that. <laughs> yeah. Um, she definitely um, left without any, like, way for people to get a hold of her. Sorry. Okay. Jess was working. Um, and so, like, her vehicle had no tracking device on it. She did not have a phone. If anything, there were times where she would have, like, a burner phone. But when she left her, um, the area of Eugene that she lived in, I, I think she pretty much, it sounds like she left kind of quickly um, because when she purchased items, she was also purchasing like shoes and socks and stretch pants and like clothing hmm. to wear because I don't know that she actually brought any of that with her. Um, Strange. When they found her car, so she was... Um, 
see on this report it says the car was found September 23rd. I've also read that it was found September 25th. Um, the car was unoccupied. It was locked and found in the Gallus area on Reuben Mountain Road a few miles past the Grave Creek boat launch or boat landing. Um, and the investigators believe it was parked there for at least a month. What? Um, the area around the vehicle was searched with cadaver dogs on September 24th, but nothing was located. Um, there's kind of this infamous picture of her, uh, you know, with her standing with her jean jacket on and um, it's on, they have a pretty extensive flyer that's been passed out. Um, she, they have a fundraiser going, they have a GoFundMe account, they have set up, like, they have put a lot of support in place for her dad, who mm. has obviously, I mean, to lose his son oh. and now his daughter, it's been five months and they have, you know, no answers. And this is a, a mystery in terms of like what happened to her. Um, she you know, obviously had a plan. Her plan was to come down and she still intended to see two additional friends of her brother's. So her plan was to see these friends. I don't know where they were at. She still had things to give them. Um, hmm. And perhaps she met up with someone else and planned to camp. Perhaps she went out on her own to camp. I don't know if that was something that was normal for her. Some people like to do that. Um, you and I have talked. It doesn't sound like she had that many things to do that, though. Like, if you're a camper that goes out there by yourself, you're pretty prepared, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think. know. Um, like I said, I haven't, I need to um, see. I think they have a pretty detailed list available of the items that she purchased. She went to Fred Meyer. She went to Big Five Sporting Goods. And they have her on video, yay? They have her on video leaving the hotel. Like these, they have tracked mm. her. I mean, it's been five months now. So they were able to go back and there is a timeline of all of the events of, you know, that they put together in terms of like her purchases and the, the video that they have of her. Um, and so obviously... She, there's some theories, you know, that she met up with some people, maybe mm -hmm. decided to go with them and, or she went by herself out there and to spend time in the woods. Maybe, um, I know, maybe That's she just, just needed some time on her own. I don't know. Mm. Um, I do know that as I've been doing and reading on the Facebook page, there's a lot of comments on there, a lot of theories. Uh, you know, people get on there and, and have ideas of what might have happened to her. Um, I've noticed that on um, the Finding Michael Bryson's page, they that young boy that we have briefly discussed that's still missing in Oregon, pretty much has probably, they figured out, met some foul play. But there is a lot of, I don't I don't know if I should say drama or what have you with these Facebook messages that are put on that page is, you know, from his friends and what have you. And I mean, it's enough where you can actually go on there and read the messages. So it kind of sounds like that's going on with this page as well. Like maybe they have enough following where people are throwing out different theories and 
it's and then you kind of very... wonder what do you you know what do you take seriously what do you I, I feel so sorry for this man that lost both his kids yeah it's all very like what I've read has not been drama it's all been like pretty okay. respectful lots of like prayer requ- requests um and like just different a few different theories there's a lot of information i have not i'll be honest i haven't read through all of it i've done just enough to kind of know that there's you know i feel that that they have mobilized themselves to try to find her and that the the mm-hmm. feeling is that there's less support from law enforcement in terms of like checking the vehicle out in a certain way. And, and that seems to be kind of a common thread a little bit is, is maybe when these people are going missing, you know, it becomes really easy for people to kind of, or to feel that law enforcement isn't, or search and rescue or whatever isn't doing enough with resources, or maybe there aren't enough Mm. resources, or there's all sorts of reasons why they're not checking the vehicles for DNA, or, um, you know, and we talked about that with, um, with Matthew laying down here, right? Like, um, why didn't they check out his vehicle for DNA? Why did the family have to send the DNA away? Like, so there's right, all... just for a little history. I don't know if we actually discussed Matthew Lang, but it was a young boy that recently went missing down in that area. Um, I think he had been traveling over from Bend alone and they found his car totaled, but had no sign of him. And so I think around that time, the parents were getting involved and even came out and said, they're not testing the DNA in the vehicle. We're certain that our son didn't, you know, do this or, you know, we're, we're not even certain that our son was in this vehicle. So, um, so I, I think we had taken a break when that whole Matthew Lang case came up, but wanted to go back and discuss him, but that's so scary and how to be in that position and to have something as tangible as a truck being found and to not have maybe that support or you know to go about getting the help to getting your research done to find out what happened must feel horrible like where do these people go from here like is this the last thing that they have found is the vehicle and nothing else right yeah, so um, so far from what I could tell, nothing else has been found except for the vehicle. Um, it was a 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee, dark blue. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, the family has and has really like come together. They put, I believe, an ad in the paper of Grant's Pass. Um, they talk with John, the father, every night make phone calls, trying to probably keep the whole story alive. Um, I was even noticing on the Facebook page that people have called the, the We Skew in um, to try to get information. Um, I wow. think what's hard is that a lot of times the information, you know, may not be readily given out or some of it, uh, the fact that they have her credit card information and they were able to track and put together the timeline is really good, but... Um, but here we are, right, like five months later, and we have no answers. 
And that is the frustrating part about, we've, we've talked about Kim and we're gonna talk about it more that there seems to be sort of this um, link to missing women down here in Southern Oregon yes. that cannot be denied. And so we're gonna, we're gonna dive more. We did not realize that this was happening down here. So we're going not to- Not at all. And we actually had a listener uh, put together some information for us and email us. And when, I mean, when I read it, I got chills. Yeah. There, there is a lot of missing women down in Josephine County. And I don't know, um, I don't know if they're related or, you know, they could be. It's just, they, they seem to, we're, we're looking into it and it seems to be cases that are people from all over the place, you know, it's kind of hard, people traveling through or Well, that's maybe, the, you know, that's what we talked about before that we're uniquely positioned in, in the state of Oregon that we have, just like in California and Washington state, we've got I-5 running. Um, and so it's easy for people to travel in and out. There's a lot of reasons for people to come in and out. I mean, we live, Oregon is a beautiful state. It draws in a lot of, of um, people for different and various reasons. And so, it's hard to decipher, like, are people coming through just temporarily and then they move and travel somewhere else but are considered sometimes missing and maybe they just haven't reported their position or place to, to anyone else. So our plan is to, moving forward is to look into sort of this um, pattern of missing women as we continue to move forward. That's why we wanted to talk about Fauna today. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was, you and I were talking before about, you know, like I said, there is a lot of information out there on Fauna. I didn't want to give the timeline of every detail of her steps, even though it is pretty interesting that they have been able to track it. If you're interested in that, go to her Facebook, go to the Facebook page. Okay. Um, there, like I said, there's a GoFundMe account. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely interested in uh, those items that they know she purchased, the two cans of tuna, the two cans of beer, like that's pretty specific, you yeah, know. Definitely. Um, and, and kind of says a lot because if she was going on some big camping trip, two cans of tuna, and I mean, I need a lot more beer than that when I go camping. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we were talking about so, this before that, you know, I... Uh, I think there was a comment on the Facebook page about girls don't drink Foster's beer. And I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think we could talk about, you know, maybe what women drink and what they don't drink. But um, I, yeah, there's a list. If you, if anyone's interested, there's a list of the things that she purchased. There's a list of things that was found in her vehicle when they found it. So you can kind of, and we might go into it later, like in another episode, kind of uh, see if we can track all this a little mm -hmm. bit more. But I just wanted to give you, because you hadn't heard very much about it, Kim, I wanted to give you like kind of the the brief um, and to our listeners, um, you know, an idea of what's what's been going on with Fauna and, and what what happened with her and that, you know, there's still, obviously the family is still looking for her. Um, she was very important She was our them. age, right? How old? She's mid forties. She's 45. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, um, 
It's just such Jeez. a sad case. It really is. And, and one with, with no answers. And I, I think what I was going to say was that, um, as I was doing like some of this research for her, um, you know, there are some people who are like intuitives out there or I guess psychics and, uh, they have done readings and they'll email and just, I guess they'll just sit and kind of type out like what their reading is as it's happening. And then they just like post it on their website. And so this okay. intuitive has like, um, had two different, I guess, kind of readings or contact with, um, with Fauna. And so whether or not you believe that that is like, true or that um you know that people have the ability to to have those that type of contact with people um it's still kind of interesting to read like her take on on what she thinks has happened to fauna um, does she have a definitive answer with her reading she feels that it's it's fluctuated you know from the beginning that it was very much like fauna was possibly still out there and maybe had been held by somebody and that at some mm. point it kind of like transitioned and that um, she definitely is able to talk to Fauna. And I, I think she's kind of implying that something's happened to her, that possibly she's no longer alive. But I know mm. you and I have talked that it's really common when things like this happen that people, um, you know, psychics and different people try to contact the family members. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I, I can only imagine what they're going through right now. <clears throat> My um, heart goes out for them. It yeah. really does. It's really sad. Um, really sad, but thank you for, you know, informing us. I think it is a good segue into what we've discussed about those possible missing women. Yeah. So let uh, me, let me tell you, uh, Fauna is, um, 45 years old. She's okay. white, her eyes are blue, her hair is light blonde. She weighs between 135 and 150 pounds, and she's five feet, six inches tall. Sometimes she wears glasses when she's driving at night. She has a tattoo on her lower back. She was last seen wearing neon green and purple, a neon green and purple pullover with capri pants um, and a dark t-shirt. And that was on 628. And they said that she's been missing since actually um, July 5th. So um, the 28th, I think, was the last time her dad talked to her. And then they must have uh, filed a report on the 5th or considered her missing then. Um, okay. And the Facebook page that I'm on is Help Find Fauna Frey. And like okay. I said, there's a lot of information on there. There's also a, a GoFundMe set up. Um, yeah. So let's, let's see if we can keep the energy going and get some answers for Fauna and her family. Definitely. Thanks for uh, getting this information for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because we're natched the way our podcast is going and, and where we're finding our passion is um, with violence against women, you know, and I think for me, it was kind of a turning point was when we did Leona and um, you actually had contact with Leona's daughter. That was huge for us. Yeah. And um, I, I just, my heart goes out to these victims. It really does. 
And with that being said, we're going to wrap up today, but just know that uh, what we have coming is very exciting. We have actually um, talked about after our quarantine is lifted, which who in the hell knows when that will be, uh, getting together and doing some fun ghost <laughs> investigations, but we might just do those virtual and, and provide you with a ghost experience from Kim and Christine virtually happening. We've talked about visiting Hot Lakes Hotel together, which another listener uh, suggested that. And I've started to research that place. Uh, I've always wanted to research the Shanghai tunnels. And mm -hmm. actually, you can go on a ghost tour. I think it would be a hoot if you and I did that together and then taped something. And then uh, there's always the Hasita Head Lighthouse. The first time we went there, we, we definitely were died. not sober. <laughs> we, we almost walked off the cliff. Thank God Brian saved us. There was, there was a lot of uh, Captain Morgan's consumption going on there. And um, yeah, so we do definitely have a Hasita Head Lighthouse experience, but I don't think that you and I could call it a ghosty one because we were pretty intoxicated so yeah we had um a listener we had listeners John and Ann email us um they actually live overseas but they're Oregonians and they suggested a couple of different um places for us to research they sound like they enjoy the podcast and they um want they're encouraging us to to keep it local because there are so many okay. cool things to to research around here in the state of oregon and and one of them was uh wolf creek inn also which i've stayed at we've talked about uh talking about it in a future podcast so so kim and i were kind of like exploring the idea of um you know, if we have to be in quarantine, let's talk about places that we're going to go. Let's let's share them with listeners. Like we can do yes. sort of a, a pre-vacation um, exploration of why some of these places would be fun to go to. Or definitely, um, and we have a good list. Thanks to our listeners, we definitely do. Thank you, John and Anne, for listening way yeah. overseas. I'm so. We also glad. have a couple of uh, listeners who have uh, messaged about some missing people. Um, I'm really excited to connect with a listener whose um, father went missing 25 years ago, and she'd like us to. Oh uh, wow to talk about her dad and also another listener uh, mentioned a 2015 case of a missing man also in the state of Oregon. So we've got some good stuff coming oh up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much listeners. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I mean, yes. use this as your outlet. It's definitely just the fact that you said someone lost their father and emailed us. I mean, yeah. they would entrust us to talk about it is huge. And I'm honored. I feel yeah. honored that they would trust us to do that. Uh, and I promise I won't drop the F-bomb. <laughs> I want you to. <laughs> I know you do. Gosh, I we, know you it's do. It's just part of life sometimes. we got to, like, honor ourselves sometimes, too. It is. Okay, then, Kim. Well, yes. but right before we sign off, we want to talk about this wonderful case that you're going to cover. It's uh, It's taken some time because you're actually doing 
intense research and reading a book right now of the victim wrote a book. And so you're in the process of reading it. I'm so proud of you. And, and we're going to talk about it. I can't wait because that is a creepy story. Yeah. For sure. And it'll, it'll just creep you out. And then we've also talked about doing a little tribute to Michelle McNamara uh, if you don't know who she is, she she's no longer with us, but she was a podcaster and journalist that pretty much devoted her uh, research to the East Area Rapist. And um, fascinating, fascinating story. There is a documentary out there on HBO called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I've watched it twice. Uh, if you, you need to go back and watch it. We're trying to figure out how Christine and I are trying to figure out how we can pay tribute to Michelle McNamara and maybe cover the East Area Rapist. We're not sure how to do that because there are so many uh, podcasts out there that have already covered that subject. So, but uh, her story alone, both really, really hit home with Christine and I. So we definitely will talk about it. Yeah. And, then, and like if you, you mentioned, guys have any suggestions too on how we can or what you want to hear. Yes. Um, in terms of just the East Area Rapist, like, do you, is that something that you guys are interested in? Because not everybody has the time to watch <sighs> or read I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah. Um, but it's, if, you know, we still want to get that out there because there's so many parts to this story that I had no idea about before oh I my watched. Gosh. And the book is supposedly amazing. My daughter read that, so, or listened to it on audio. Um, so... Anyway, if you guys have any feedback, let us know if there's any additional cases um, that you've heard about that you that you come upon that you've you want us to cover. um, Please let us know. Let us know. And we'll be here. We'll continue to stay here and try to keep you creeped. We will always keep our creepy conversations going for you. Uh, Definitely write us a review. Tell a friend. Send us your ideas, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, Kim, I'm so glad we were together today. I know. Sunday. And and we already have our Christmas decorations up, I know. so now I'm we can go just make drink our hot cocoa. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sit by your tree and drink a, a hot cup of joe. Hot toddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, dear. I love you. Love ya. you too.